for the second time in three nights, the Kings blow out the Houston Rockets. And this game was extremely, extremely similar to the game on Wednesday. The Kings won 139-114, and it was a tale of two halves, truly, in this game. The first half, just like in the first half of Wednesday's game, it was all offense, no defense from both teams, which obviously led to an extremely tight game. Jalen Green went off in the first half. He had 25 points, but uh, then in the second half, in the middle of the third quarter, the Kings turned it around and just quickly, quickly made it a blowout, just like they did on Wednesday, except on Wednesday, it was in the middle of the fourth quarter instead of the third quarter, but both extremely similar games. And in this game, that offense in that third quarter run was generated by Terrence Davis. He was the Trey Lyles of this game, although Trey Lyles was also still good in this game, but Terrence Davis stepped up in this game offensively. Terrence Davis hit three of seven threes, seven of 14 shots, five of five free throws. He had 22 points, six rebounds, three assists, three steals. And that's big, three steals, doing it on the defensive end as well. I made a um, mid-season kind of review uh, podcast that is going to come out uh, soon. And it does not look kindly on Terrence Davis. Um, I'll just say that. But he can have nights like this where he goes big offensively. But the problem is his inconsistency and when he's not hitting his shots and playing well this well offensively, he is an extreme negative to the team. He doesn't know how to impact the game in other ways when his shot isn't falling. But when it is, it, he is really good. Deer and Fox time kind of started early in this game in that third quarter. Another reason that that kind of massive offensive explosion happened but also in that second half, the Kings were a lot better defensively, allowing 26 points in the third and 22 in the fourth after allowing 32 and 34 in the first and second quarters, respectively. I mean, we had Sabonis getting a chase down block and then Davion Mitchell coming around a screen and hitting an off the dribble three. You know, that's kind of how you know things are, are going really well when those things are happening. And there's kind of that offensive explosion and then it was dampened a little bit by the scuffle that happened where Malik Monk got fouled by Garrison Matthews and then he poked the ball away and they got into it and it really wasn't that much it really was not that bad nobody uh they ejected four players two on each team Malik Monk, Chemezi Metu, Tari Eason and Garrison Matthews but they also only gave those four players one technical foul. So apparently now you can get ejected for one technical foul. It made zero sense. No, None of those players should have been ejected. Garrison Matthews being the only one that maybe it was questionable for. But that was a very weird sequence. It took forever for them to review it. The only people that should have been ejected were Jalen Green and I believe it was Jayshon Tate or maybe it was Jabari Smith Jr., and two Rockets came off the bench, which is not allowed. And I think you get ejected for that, but they didn't. Uh, but they will most likely be suspended for it. 
after the NBA uh, reviews it and sees, because they clearly came off the bench into the scuffle. And I've even seen guys who just barely step onto the court get suspended. So there could be two more suspensions for the Rockets for guys just barely stepping on the court. But that took all the flow out of the game. That little scuffle is very odd. And the Rockets started coming back with a few other calls going their way. But then the Kings just turned it around and hit so many threes. There was an alley-oop to Trey Lyles from Malik Monk. Or, well, that was earlier in the game because I think it was from Malik Monk. So that would have been earlier uh, in the game because he wasn't ejected yet, obviously. But just the Kings could not miss from three. They shot 20 of 40 from three in this game and have just been on fire from three in the past three games, four games, something like that. A big thing to show their um, defensive kind of surge in that second half after a terrible first half defensively was that they they limited Jalen Green to two points in this whole second half after allowing him to go for 25 in the first half. And a big part of that is Davion Mitchell, but Davion Mitchell wasn't out there for the first part of the first half, so it also was the rest of the team. But Davion Mitchell did have an incredible play where he got a block on a Jalen Green, I think three-point attempt it was. Everything just went right for the Kings in the second half offensively and defensively. Trey Lyles had another really good game, like I mentioned, 13 points, two steals, two blocks, two assists, five rebounds. He just does a little bit of everything and does it all right. One of the most underrated players in the NBA and also one of the best value contracts in the NBA. He's only getting paid $2 million this season. Harrison Barnes could not miss. He led the team in scoring 27 points. He led the team in plus minus plus 28, five for eight from three in this game. He continues to be extremely effective offensively. And then DeMontis Sabonis, like what... What more can I say? I just like every game. It's Sabonis has a great game. Sabonis has a great game. And this time it was 19 points, 16 assists, a career high for him, 15 rebounds, two steals and two blocks and only two turnovers. Though That 19, 16, 15, two and two stat line, that's the first time that that stat line has been done since Larry Bird in 1982. He is just really incredible. Keegan Murray struggled a bit in this game. I think he had eight points in the first half, ended with eight points, just was in foul trouble all game, but he was not needed in this game. And then Malik Monk in that first half, Malik Monk was on fire from three. I believe he hit all four of his threes in the first half, and they were in most of them in quick succession, four for five from three in this game and before he was ejected just in the first half he was a true spark plug off the bench and good to see his three-point shot falling because it's not been happening consistently so far this season it was another game where there were garb a lot of garbage time minutes a good like four minutes of garbage time definitely we could have gone to the deep bench a lot sooner and it's always fun when those deep bench guys come out and just start hitting shots and making plays. 
Delvadova hit a three. He had two nice assists. Rashawn Holmes had a late shot clock, three-point attempt that he made, and then he hit the push shot. And I just love seeing those guys have success. And it's good for them to have their confidence high so that if they are needed, if and when they are needed in a long 82-game season, they'll be ready to step in and play meaningful minutes. This all, of course, is against a terrible Houston Rockets team, but it's still good to beat teams like this by a lot. And the defense, you know, obviously still not great, allowing 114 points, but there were signs of being better in that second half defensively. The first half really was just a repeat of Wednesday's game where guys were getting just getting to the rim too easily and that was creating open shots. Guys were knocking him down. Jalen Green was obviously on fire. But you should not be allowing um, 66 points and a half to a team without a point guard because the Houston Rockets in this game did not have Kevin Porter Jr., who was injured in the last game, and they don't have a, another point guard on the roster. They have Ty Ty Washington, uh, the rookie who is in the G League right now. They didn't call him up, and he was playing against the Stockton Kings today and went for 53 points, so I guess it's a good thing they didn't call him up for our sake, but they don't have a point guard, and they were still getting to the rim pretty easily. One thing I have to say is Alfred Shingun is um, one of the biggest floppers in the entire league. I mean, there's one point where he stood in the paint and Sabonis really went into him and he didn't move, right? So like, that's fine. It shows how strong he is. But then on almost every other play, he would get slightly touched and he was on the ground. Like I've never seen a 6'11 guy like that be on the ground that much for such little contact. It's pretty ridiculous. Jabari Smith Jr. in this game had been, or he had been struggling in the past few games. I thought he was pretty terrible in their last game against the Kings, but in this game he was much better knocking down shots he was getting to the mid-range, he was getting to the basket, and it was knocking down some threes. He had 27 points in this game and three blocks. So he was much better, but K.J. Martin was a lot worse than the first game. So was Eric Gordon, and so was Garrison Matthews. So less guys hitting shots, and a lot of that was to do with the Kings' defense in the second half, which, like I said, much, much better than the first half because it was just... So hard to watch in the first half. It's so hard to watch the Kings when they're just allowing guys to get straight to the rim so easily. But the Kings, for the first time in I believe it's 17 years, are five games above 500. I think they had something like maybe seven opportunities to do it this season before this game, and they were 0-7 in those games. But finally, we get over the hump and get to the five games above 500 mark. And that is the end of this homestand after starting it out a very disappointing 0-2. We finish it off with a three-game win streak, and we now go onto the road to San Antonio. And San Antonio just played in the Alamo Dome, set the NBA attendance record in that game, 68,000 or something like that. 
but uh, this game will not be played in the Alamo Dome. This is back in their regular arena, and they are very bad. I believe they're the worst defensive team in the league, so the Kings should be able to eat offensively. And something I haven't mentioned yet is the Kings have been shooting so well from three in the last two games, and that's all without our best three-point shooter in Kevin Herter. And it shows the depth of this team and how much shooting we have on this team, which is something you could not say about Kings teams in the past. The last time we played the Spurs, it was in Sacramento. We played them once this season. We blew them out. And I expect a similar result in this game, hopefully getting a four-game win streak We need as many wins as we can get in this easy part of our schedule. I expect Kevin Herter to be back for this game because he missed the first game against the Rockets due to illness, and then they kind of upgraded him from it being an illness to being um, reconditioning and getting back into game shape, which tells me that he's, you know, uh, at least um, somewhat recovered from his illness. So he'll probably be ready to go against San Antonio if I were to guess. One thing that'll be interesting is to see when he comes back uh, how how many, how many minutes Terrence Davis gets because I thought he was extremely poor in the first game against Houston and extremely good in this last game. And that really is the Terrence Davis experience. He could be really good, really bad. there's not much of an in-between, but he really needs to find that in-between because he's not going to be really good every game. So we'll see. I I mean, I think Mike Brown likes him, and uh, so I think he'll, he'll see some minutes mostly after his last performance. Anyways, that is it for this episode of The Roll Report. Like I said earlier, I will be coming out with, um, a video about uh, the first half of the season for the Kings, and I'll be rating the the team as a whole's performance and each individual player on a scale of 1 to 10. So make sure to check that out when that comes out. Anyways, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. If you're listening to the audio version of the podcast, make sure to leave a rating and a review. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore the real report, and I will see you guys later to recap the game against the Spurs. Peace.